0: War Profiteers! In time of war, credits are the fuel that fund all operations. Senator Amidala is sent to Scipio to resolve matters between the Republic and the intergalactic banking clan. Here she is reunited with Rush Clovis, a once close friend, but now a known traitor to the Republic. When Clovis reveals corruption at the core of the banking clan, Senator Amidala helps him steal vital files that may uncover the full extent of the plot. Anakin Skywalker is sent to rescue the senator and escort the information back to Coruscant, leaving the banking clan in chaos.
1: ho ho Greetings, Bucketheads, Maevar Tigar, Welcome to our 226th rushing to punch Clovis in the face episode of MandoVision. I'm your host, Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. We're so glad you're here. <laughs> Reach out to us on social media at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. How is everyone doing? We are back for another, the second installment of this Rush Clovis uh, trilogy of episodes. And you know, a lot of the things we brought up on last week's episode uh, are sort of addressed in this episode, which is very convenient for me because I had a lot of questions and a lot of them had to do with, with Rush and his background, and we get a lot of that information in this episode. So I was uh, very... Um, I don't think Relieve's is the right word I wanted to use, but it helped fill in some of the blanks that I had about this character. And that helps us have a better picture of who he is moving forward, right? Like, all we know of Rush Clovis prior to this arc is Traitor to the Republic! And there's a little bit more going on here than... Uh, well, than then maybe we all expected with, that, with the Clovis character. Um, and I think that's one of the benefits of Star Wars The Clone Wars as it's kind of gone on in its run is that we've been able to spend more time and get a little bit deeper on some of these, these characters who are sort of like tertiary to our main characters. But it, it, it just helps us, A, contextualize them, but B, it gives more context to our main characters, in this case, Padme, And we sort of begin to understand maybe why at one point she had feelings for rush clovis in in the past and and how they accomplished things uh there's also mention in this episode of 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 something called the Bromlark citizens and 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 the the efforts that rush clovis and padme made back in the day and that's actually something that's picked up on and maybe you read e.k johnson's uh padme trilogy of books and this was uh something that they documented more clearly in queen's shadow so I thought that was very, very interesting. I had uh, – when I read that book, I did not connect those dots until today. I was like, wait, that sounds very, very familiar when I rewatched the episode. So, uh, you know, there's some neat stuff in these episodes. Uh, one of the things I will say about this episode before we dive into it all the way is, uh, well, some things kind of happen quickly and, you know, maybe for the sake of the story a little conveniently. And that's probably the biggest knock I have on the episode, uh, other than, yeah, that's that's it for as far as knocks go. I, I, I you know, we talked last week about Anakin and his uh, ugly jealousy and sort of like the kind of grossness that he's displaying. Uh, we'll get a chance to kind of document that a little bit more in today's episode as well. But it, in in the sense of Anakin Skywalker, I think we need to be able to see these things as well. You know, like this is a character who's going to fall to the dark side, and succumbing to his emotions is a big part of that and, and to see sort of like the ugly side of his emotions towards Padme I think is a really key piece of the puzzle for, for documenting the fall of Anakin Skywalker there's there's a lot more to it than all just that but again, seeing him succumb to his emotions so easily is a big, big factor in in, in that fall that he will ultimately make in in Revenge of the Sith so, you know it's all there. This episode has some highs and some lows. Like I said, it, there's a few things that happen relatively conveniently. But again, we're also chronicling with this arc the, 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 the plans of one Palpatine <laughs> and, and the things that he's put into motion into play uh, to, to achieve his ultimate goal of turning the Republic into the first Galactic Empire. So that's all part of the play, and we'll talk about that more as we get along here. Let's go ahead and get into this episode proper, all right? This is Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 6, Episode 5. No, my goodness. Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 6, Episode 6, The Rise of Clovis, directed by Danny Keller, written once again by Christian Taylor. Our primary cast for this week, Christian Tabber as Padme Amidala, Robin Atkin Downs as Rush Clovis, Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker, Corey Burton as Count Dooku, Ian Abercrombie returns from the dead as Chancellor Palpatine. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't. As I said, the line Ian Abercrombie returns from the dead. I, I wanted to tag on somehow. <laughs> Ian Abercrombie has returned from the dead. Uh, James Arnold Taylor is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Tom Kane is Yoda, and our narrator. But, uh, let's see. Uh, Phil Lamar is Bail Organa. We've got Steven Stanton as Massa Meda and 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 uh, James Masses the Third as as Captain. Uh, was it? It's not Panaka in this one. It's uh, the other one. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> of, the, of the Royal Naboo Guard. And that's very exciting stuff. Our Jedi fortune cookie for this week. No, no, no. Let's get to our plot first. All right, friends. What do you say we get to the plot of the rise of Clovis? Okay. So Clovis and Padme head back to Coruscant to expose the financial corruption of the banking clan. And our Jedi fortune cookie, jealousy, is the path to chaos. All right, we're gonna open up this episode, uh, going back to Scipio and the banking clan, kind of filling us in on basically what this episode is gonna be about. It's it's somewhat long, but it really uh, they really open this episode with what the episode is gonna be. So here we go. I'm gonna play it. We're gonna turn it over to the Mune and let them fill in the blanks for us. You know what that means, guys? It's time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go.
2: Jedi Anakin Skywalker should never have been allowed to leave with the Senator in town. Any future disruptions will be placed upon your shoulders, nix
3: As you wish.
0: Sir, we have confirmed that Rush Clovis was on the Jedi ship.
2: Then there's nothing we can do.
3: But they have the files.
2: Unfortunate, yes. But they need more than just files to incriminate us.
3: That will only take them
2: time. We will all be destroyed. We must remain calm. The only way they could find our secret accounts is if one of us told them.
3: I want it noted that you and you alone allowed this to happen. And that it has put
2: us all at risk.
1: Well, maybe not so much because Nick's card is the one playing all the sides here and... As he leaves the Chamber of the Core Five, uh, he's going to make a little communique, so let's go ahead and kind of round out this scene with this important communication.
4: You're late. What news?
3: Clovis, the Senator, and the Jedi are on their way.
4: With the information? Enough. Good. Then we can continue to the next stage of the proceedings.
3: And what about me?
4: You will be protected. I can assure you.
1: There you go. See the wheels? The wheels of Palpatine always turning, always burning. The guy's got—he's just—he's just—he's just making everyone look like fools. I don't know what else to say other than him making everyone look like fools. All right, so. Now's about the time our heroes are going to arrive on Coruscant to make their— let's, Rush, Rush Clovis will be, attempt to make his plea to the Chancellor himself. So let's go ahead and let that sequence play out as well, because it's kind of laying the groundwork here, all right? And actually, before we get into all that, I do want to go ahead and play this uh, this intro as, as uh, Master Yoda greets Anakin, Padme, and Rush Clovis back. And uh, I, th- I think Yoda does a good job here of kind of putting— the finger of what we're all thinking about Rush Clovis uh, right on the forefront. And I, I like that. And, but it also allows us to see Rush Clovis. You know, we are asked, do we believe him, right? And he's going to say that he's trying to make right the wrongs he did of his past. And I don't know. I, I like this this little bit of dialogue that he shares here with Myth Master Yoda. Um, Yoda, I feel like, it's a hard character to lie to unless you're Palpatine, which in which case you just do it all day every day and you, you crush at it. So let's go ahead and play this little bit of a sequence here.
5: Master Yoda.
1: We weren't expecting such a formal welcome, Master.
2: A personal request of the Chancellors. My escorting you was, Senator. Adventures
0: have you had on Scipio? Hmm?
5: Have you met Rush Clovis?
0: Met we have, yes. Intrigued we are by your return to Coruscant. Much distrust is focused upon you. I understand. But I hope to right the wrongs that I have done delay. We must not.
1: So yeah, and I, I want to believe that he's being genuine, right? Like, that's what they're trying to convey here. Or do you not trust Rush Clovis at all still? Uh, I think by the end of this episode we all become painfully aware that Rush Clovis is a, a pawn. He's a helpless pawn in all of this. Maybe not helpless, but he's definitely being used and manipulated. And we'll get to that sequence as well, because Again, our our bad guys. Once they put their 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 hooks in you, they they may let you think you've slipped off of them, but you never really really have, have you? Especially when it's Palpatine. He's always got a use for you, and he won't be done using you until you are pretty much dead, dead or in jail or uh, just a, a sad shadow of who you used to be. Um, all all of these things are a possibility when you uh, bargain with the dark side, right? When you when you when you succumb to those, um, you know, money and power and all those things that the dark side seems to prey upon in, in, in certain individuals. It's all very, very interesting. Let's go ahead and cue up the sequence in front of the pan- Chancellor, who, again, is manipulating things. And if you think he's not manipulating this this Clovis and Padme team-up to get under Anakin's skin, you are sorely mistaken. Palpatine wants Anakin emotionally volatile, right? He wants him succumbing to his feelings, to his emotions. This is how he's going to trigger Anakin t- to, to turn on the Jedi, to fall to the dark side. This is part of the plan, too. Like, this isn't just Anakin acting out. No, no, no. This is by design. And, again, Palpatine, just this, you know, we've been seeing it, I'm really, we, they, excuse me, they have really reinforced through this opening a batch of episodes, all six of them so far, You know the the machinations of Palpatine. I've said it before. I'll say it again. This whole season so far is just showing what this dude is up to behind the scenes and how he's pulling the strings and orchestrating everything. Uh, It's it's really uh, just impressive stuff. (laughs) You know, I can admire it because it's fiction. (laughs) But but you're just like, man, he's playing these guys like a bunch of fools. Fools, I say. All right, let's cue up that conversation in the in the Chancellor's office. All right, so we've got the scene ready to go. I just want to clue you in. It is, uh, it is Senator Bail Organa who's opening the, the, the dialogue here. Let's let it play out.
2: Excuse me if I find it hard to trust you, Clovis. You used to sit on this very Senate, even as you funneled credits into the droid foundries of Count Dooku. I understand all of your
0: trepidation, but there is corruption in the banks. And once we find this corruption? I believe the ones responsible should be ousted from control before the entire banking infrastructure collapses. Oh, and I suppose you're the man to do it. I only want the banking clan to be what it once was, a fair system of trade and commerce. I came here to root out the criminals and reveal the truth behind what is happening.
4: Now, now, we are grateful for you bringing us this information, but what exactly can you prove? These files show that huge funds have been diverted
0: out of the banks and into what I believe are private accounts. And
4: the veracity of this information?
5: I was the one who downloaded the files from the Mune Secure mainframe. I believe that what Clovis is saying is correct.
4: Then, Senator Amidala, I would like you to spearhead this investigation. Work closely with Rush Clovis and find and expose these secret accounts. Once we know exactly what we are dealing with, then we can decide how best to handle this.
1: All right, I'll pause it right here because also as this sequence is playing out, uh, I, I very much like when we cut to or see in the background Yoda uh, looking at Anakin Skywalker and, and obviously sensing his uh, tumultuous feelings through the Force, uh, like, You know, especially on this this. As, as Chancellor Palpatine decides that Amidala is going to be working closely with Rush Clovis. You know, it cuts right to Yoda looking with a, with a cockeyed a, a glance <laughs> at Anakin because Anakin's probably secretly seething uh, beneath the surface here uh, at, this, at this very idea. And a, a, again, Master Yoda is a smart dude. You think he might step in at some point and be like, hey, maybe you and... Padme Amidala a little too close for comfort here, and get to the bottom of this. Or or does Yoda secretly suspect, but he doesn't want to confront? All of these things, you know, there's so many times when you have to wonder at the Jedi Order, and <laughs> and the way in which they do things. Uh, this is one of those moments where it seems like Yoda's attuned to things, but Yoda doesn't inter- intervene at all. Obi-Wan will, on his behalf later, which is a really good sequence as well. But, uh, you know, this—it's—it's this, it's the Jedi again. The naivety of the Jedi, I think, is is the key element here, or, or perhaps it's just the, the hubris of the Jedi uh, to think that all is well. Anyways, let's play the end of this sequence here in the, in, in Palpatine's chambers. Situation. That was the end of it. Now we're gonna to transition to uh, Anakin yelling at Padme and being generally. Gross. Uh, this is some pretty bad stuff, but again, I want to I want to kind of cover the emotional turmoil, the emotional, uh, 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 ne- the negative side of his emotions that that Anakin is putting on display here. You know, like these are red flags. Padme should be very concerned about a lot of this stuff that's going to come out of his mouth here in the next moments. So let's go ahead and play the sequence. <laughs>
2: Why didn't you just say no?
5: Say no? Why?
2: I don't want you working with Clovis.
5: You don't want me working with him?
2: A serpent can shed its skin, but it is still a serpent.
5: Well, you're just going to have to trust my judgment here.
2: Like the last time, hmm? When you almost ended up dead? Or how about you just getting arrested and it was me who had to bail you out?
5: The Chancellor has asked me to do this, Anakin.
2: But I'm asking you to say no as your husband i demand that you tell the chancellor you are stepping down
5: demand we've been over this before i am not foolish enough to allow myself to be deceived twice anakin my sole intentions are to defend the republic if you can't trust me
1: all right we'll stop it right there but anakin saying he demands the only thing missing from this sequence is anakin calling her a woman that (laughs) that would be really bad holy smokes but yeah, this is, uh, this is not good, and I get it. Anakin doesn't trust Clovis. There's a history there, but he's also jealous of Clovis. Like You, you can't deny that either. Uh, and, and his inability to trust Padme in this situation uh, leads to very, very, very bad things in the next sequence. All right, so let's go ahead, check back in with our bad guys because they're doing bad guy things, and we love that. So here we go. Sidious and Tyrannus having a little chat.
4: Ah, Tyranus, it is time for you once again to recruit our friend Clovis. He appears to have lost his way.
3: And how would you like me to do that?
4: We're going to help him take over the banking clan. But first, you must entrap him so he has no one else
3: to turn to. Of course, my lord,
1: as you wish. So, yeah, Clovis, gonna be a pawn. (laughs) You're gonna be a pawn and a puppet of the Sith. And I can't say we didn't see this coming. So now we're gonna go to Anakin Skywalker's chambers where he's, you know, messing around with stuff because that's what Anakin does. He, you know, likes to play with droids and do all kinds of things. We don't spend a lot of time in the quarters of Jedi Knights in this series, but when we have... You know it's hard to not to notice how sparse, how Spartan they are. Even you know it's a bed, it's a table for a light, and that's kind of it. You know it's it's very very monkish, if you will, which is you know a lot. Of, you know the warrior monk aspect is, is sort of baked into the Jedi when when Lucas created them. Uh, Anakin, not so much. You know we see we see a, a pod racing poster on the wall featuring uh, Saboba and, and 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 Ben Quadraneros. Uh, he's got he's got a model of a of a Jedi starfighter on on his uh, little little nightstand there his little table, and he's got all these uh, crates of supplies. We don't know what's in them. Probably parts, I would imagine. You know, he, he seems to be working on more droid things, being a mechanic, doing droid like things. Could be starship components, I suppose. Um, but very very different than the other Jedi's who chambers we've glanced over the course of this season. Uh, now we're gonna have a conversation between Ben Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi, he's not Ben yet. Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin about his connection, his relationship with Padme. Let's go ahead and check this out. I've been looking for you. Something wrong?
6: You tell me. Not that I'm aware. Master Yoda feels that your judgments concerning Rush Clovis are... clouded.
2: I believe he can't be trusted.
6: Yes, but there is more, isn't there? I sense a deep anger in you by my simply saying his name.
2: He almost got Senator Amidala killed, and I would have been responsible. The Senator
6: has risked her life many times. She's quite capable of taking care of herself. They had a
2: relationship. Once, I simply feel she is vulnerable to her emotions. She is, or you? What are you
6: implying? Anakin, I understand to a degree what is going on. You've met Satine. You know I once harbored feelings for her. It's not that we're not allowed to have these feelings, it's natural.
2: Senator Amidala and I
6: are simply friends. And friends you must remain. As a Jedi, it is essential you make the right choice, Anakin. For the Order. I understand my responsibilities. Responsibilities that must be observed whatever relationship develops between Clovis and Senator Amidala.
2: They have no relationship. It is simply business between them.
6: Then we should have no problems. Should we?
1: Again. I just, Listen, I don't want to blame Obi Wan, but just Anakin's tone tells you that he's he's telling you what he what you what you want to hear. But like, really, there can't be anything there. Uh, or there, there's a lot more going on beneath the surface. I guess is what I'm trying to say in a, in a very s- s- sloppy manner. You don't want to. Again, we know. Again, I don't. <laughs> Do you wanna say that Obi-Wan is just trusting that Anakin's gonna make the right choice by not being more involved? You, you, you wish Obi-Wan would take a different track, right? As opposed to preaching about responsibility and duty and all these things, I think he needs to try, he, he should have tried a different approach with Anakin uh, because Anakin clearly has emotional attachments and he's had them since he got to the Jedi Order. Just preaching about responsibility and duty isn't going to be enough for someone like Anakin. You know, it, it's you have to have that different approach. It was sort of like I, I feel like he went, on, he started on, on the right path by bringing up Satine in, in his history there, but he didn't really go into what had to happen uh, for for him to make the choice to be with the Jedi as opposed to be with Satine. And I think that would have been more beneficial if Obi Wan sort of opened himself up more. And you know, and, and maybe that's just not in his wheelhouse. But now would have been the time. This is one of those rare moments where they had a chance to have a heart-to-heart, and instead Obi-Wan just preaches duty and responsibility and doesn't doesn't really see the emotional turmoil that Anakin's clearly in, because despite him saying that him and Padme are just friends, we all know that they're not. So, again, the the naivety or the hubris of the Jedi, I'm not quite certain, but it's a missed opportunity on Obi-Wan's part. And... It's going to play out real bad here coming up in just a second or two. So now I want to play a clip from the next scene. Right, We're going to check in with Padme and Clovis. And she's putting out this giant spread of food for them. And she opens the conversation with what I think might be one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard in Star Wars. So I want to play that for you guys right now. Hang on.
5: The opera was wonderful, but I'm glad we can get down to business.
1: Excuse me? the opera was wonderful. What are we doing here folks? You've been charged by the Senate by the the, the Supreme Chancellor to undercover to uncover the the, the the fraud occurring in the banking clan system. <laughs> and you went to the opera. I don't like that at all. I don't like it at all. that really bothers me. <laughs> they're like, yeah, this seems really important, but let's go to an opera. Those are only, what, like four hours long? Cool, 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 cool. So I didn't like that at all. But this gives us our, 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 a good moment with Padme and Clovis, and I'm going to cue that up for you because, well, it's going to go downhill fairly quickly, but good chunks of information in here about Clovis. Oh, but before we get to the Clovis information, I do want to play what's actually going on with the plot as they begin to uncover the secret accounts.
0: If you look here, the Separatists haven't been repaying any interest on their loans. But still, the banking clan is promising to lend credits to the Republic. Credits they simply don't have.
5: But where have all the savings gone?
0: Each of the files that you downloaded shows hundreds and hundreds of small withdrawals. Small enough to remain undetected individually. But as a sum total? A devastating theft.
5: Whoever is behind this is no fool. We need to find out who's benefiting we're still lacking a critical piece of information.
1: Boom. Critical piece of information still missing. They got to work on that. So in a somewhat awkward fashion, Clovis is, a, you know, he's trying to put the moves on. They're they're talking about their days together in the past, the you know, kind of going back to the well in their relationship. Padmé moves away, doesn't want him putting her his arm around her. Uh But now we get into that background information about Clovis that I was uh, sort of intrigued by, so I wanna go ahead and play it out for you guys right now.
5: So, Clovis, why have you gotten so involved with the Munes?
0: I believe in the banks. The system works. The Munes aren't bad people, it's just a dishonest few who are destroying everything for their own gain.
5: You know, you've never told me how you rose to such heights within the banking clan.
0: It's not a happy story. My father was a personal attaché to the household of one of the Head Mune families. We were basically servants.
5: I had no idea.
0: As I grew up, the head of the family took a personal interest in my education. I was the same age as his children, and so we all studied together. When my parents and his wife were killed in a shuttle accident, he adopted me.
5: How old were you? Twelve. That must have been very hard.
0: I was accepted as their child, everywhere we went. I almost forgot where I was from, until I looked in the mirror.
5: They sound like good people.
0: They are. Most Munes are. And they want this corruption ended more than I do. You should know my contacts within the Mune government run deep. I have many allies, should I need to call on them.
5: I didn't appreciate how personal this was for you. Now,
0: maybe you will trust
5: me.
1: Okay. And this is going to be leading to a moment where Clovis is going to make a pass at Padme, and just in time for Anakin Skywalker to come into the room, and leap to the wrong conclusion uh, in a very aggressive fashion. And well, let's go ahead and play. Let's go ahead and play the uh, the, the rage. Let's go ahead and let it let it play out here. Hang on. I'm
5: here, aren't I?
0: I want to thank you for everything you've done for me. I don't think I would have had the strength alone.
5: Clovis, don't.
0: It's that Jedi, isn't it?
5: General Skywalker? We're friends. Nothing more.
0: Friends don't argue the way I saw you arguing today.
5: You're confused.
0: Isn't it forbidden for a Jedi to have romantic ties? He would be banished from the Order, would he not?
5: There is nothing romantic between he and I.
0: Then there is absolutely nothing to stop us from doing this.
5: Clovis! Clovis, no!
2: Get away from her! Anakin!
0: No! Why don't you try fighting like a man without your Jedi tricks?
1: Oh, it would be my pleasure. Alright, so now we go into a brawl. (laughs) And, um, you know, Clovis gets some licks in. I can't say he doesn't. But Anakin, you know, he's already force choked the guy and threw him across the room. Uh, and it's not won't be the last time he does that. <laughs> the only thing in the sequence again we're 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 exploring Anakin's uh, rage is inner turmoil when it comes to Padme. you know we're for for foreshadowing things that'll come to play out in episode three Revenge of the Sith and the only thing I wish the sequence was that that Padme wasn't so passive in it like I feel like I feel like Padme would have found a different way to break this up, whether it was smacking both of them with, with a chair to the back, I don't know. Like you know go just go WWF on everybody, smash a couple steel chairs against people and break this thing up. I feel like Padme wouldn't be passive in this instance. She would have been much more uh, in the middle of it to, to prevent violence. Uh, so her standing there watching this whole thing play out is troubling to me. What happens at the end of the fight, well, you know, the Naboo security arrives. Clovis says that there was an attack that, you know, doesn't put the finger on on, to, on to Skywalker. But it's all troubling. Um, you know, Anakin eventually realizes what he's done. And, you know, it's just... I like it in in the sense that we're highlighting and foreshadowing Anakin's fall, the emotional turmoil he goes through. I just wish Padme had been more involved in trying to break it up, and let it, instead of letting it get to the, the point at which it got to, where security has to get involved and they have to file like a false report that there was an attack against them by by some mysterious third party that we'll never find and hear from again. You know, playing playing the Naboo security for fools. Uh, let's let Anakin and Padme attempt to address this issue after the a uh, post fight. Right now.
2: How is he?
5: Nothing that won't heal.
2: I'm so sorry, Padme, I I don't know what came over me.
5: What's done is done.
2: It's just when I saw you about to kiss him. And
5: I regret that, but it was not what you thought. And you must know I don't care for Clovis. Don't you? I've told you why I'm doing this. But still, you refuse to accept it. You could have killed him, Anakin. I know. This marriage is not a marriage, Anakin. If there isn't any trust. We said at the beginning that this could be a terrible mistake.
2: What exactly are you saying?
5: That other people who are married have everything that we don't. Everything that we won't. We live in secret, Anakin. Like it or not, our relationship is built on lies and deception. No relationship can survive that.
2: I know I went too far. It's just... It's just something inside me snapped.
5: I don't know who's in there sometimes. I just know that I'm not happy anymore. I don't feel safe.
2: But Padme...
5: I think it's best if we don't see each other anymore. At least not for a while. I'm sorry, Anakin.
2: Um, I'm sorry, too. Everything all right, Senator?
5: No.
1: Uh, Cheers to Kevin Kiner for an incredible score during that sequence. I mean, he does a great job throughout the series. Uh, But, you know, these emotional moments, he really gets to get in there and kind of hit those familiar Star Wars notes and and, and just kind of elevate it in a different fashion. Wonderful stuff. I love them discussing their relationship, probably for the first time in like this really open and honest fashion. Uh, you know that is built on lies and deceit and keeping secrets from their friends. And you know they talk about it, it it a little bit in three, episode three, but I like that they're having these these difficult conversations now as well in the in these moments where, you know, Anakin is is being less than cool when it comes to, uh, when it comes to everything going on. Uh, so. Again, there's a lot to unpack in this episode. I, I think a little bit more than I actually thought there was. Uh, so that's been kind of an interesting part of this rewatch on, on here. here. Is like, I just thought this was an interesting middle chapter, but it's actually very dense, and there's there's a lot to get into here. Now we get to, again, here's Dooku going to turn the screws on Clovis uh, through a 2-1-B medical droid that is loyal to Dooku and Darth Tyrannus, whoever you want to call it. Let's go ahead and play this clip as as uh, as... Dooku turns the screws.
3: Hello, Clovis. What do you want, Dooku? It appears we have a mutual problem that I would like to fix.
0: I know the separatists have not been repaying their loans to the banks.
3: Now, why would we support corruption? You expect me to
0: believe that Lessa and his associates have no ties with you? They've allowed you to borrow credits and not pay any interest.
3: What you say is correct. That information, if made public, will only bring war to Scipio, and the banks will fall. Nobody wants that. So in the interests of all, I suggest we come to some arrangement.
0: What do you say?
3: That the banks need new management, and that it could be you that I would like help. If I didn't know better, I'd say you were afraid. I prefer the term, careful. These are delicate matters. We need funds just as the Republic does to pay for this war. I can give you the location of the secret accounts you are searching for, so you can plead your case to the Senate. And you won't stand in my way? We'll even start paying the interest on our loans to show the Republic our full endorsement. What do you get out of this? Stability. In unstable times. The location of the accounts are on this disc.
1: So there you have it. Clovis making deals to get more power. Dooku knows how to get to him. Oh, buddy, does he know. (laughs) All right, so now at this point, the episode kind of wraps up fairly quickly as Clovis moves uh, to to eliminate the corruption from the banking clans. Uh, Here's the uh, Mune government representatives addressing the Chancellor. The Mune government has seized the accounts and arrested the heads of the banking clan. We are indebted to Rush
4: Clovis for his service to our people. Well, I have done only what I thought was right. Considering the information, it appears that the Separatist government has agreed to allow you to be the new head of the banks. And the Republic? I can only give you my endorsement.
5: Now all that stands in your way is the Senate, and they won't.
1: (laughs) I mean, the 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 vote sequence is is pretty well handled here, and I like that. You know, we see a bunch of different senators that we have become familiar with over the years. uh, You know, cast their vote. You know, Bales a firm no, but other senators don't mind so much, and they want to give Clovis another chance. Uh, mostly because, again, Palpatine controls the Senate. Like, you think he's going to have this go to a vote and not know the outcome of it? Not so fast, my friends. Not so fast. So it is a sort of a foregone conclusion, right? Like this was all what they had designed from the beginning. So that's important to see and important to remember. So, yes, Clovis is now the new head of the banking clan as – Palpatine slash Sidious designed uh, and Anakin has got some feelings about it and he's gonna have a little chat with the Supreme Chancellor to close out the episode let's go ahead and play this sequence right now
4: hi boy I can tell this has been a difficult time
1: I've known
2: you too long not to see something is troubling you your excellency forgive me but you have made a mistake by trusting Clovis have I
4: Rest assured, my public endorsement of Clovis is not the same as my private confidence in him. Then what exactly is going on here? We will watch him closely. I don't dispute your distrust of him. I think there is something we haven't unearthed yet, and I would very much like for it to surface. But people have been hurt, could be hurt in the process. Let us make sure that doesn't happen, shall we?
1: So, sort of like a vague little olive branch to Anakin, that, hey, maybe there is more going on with Clovis, and maybe I'll have you help me find out what it is. (laughs) It puts us in an interesting spot to go into this third installment here, in this Clovis arc. And again, this is a series of episodes that I don't remember that well. So, I'm very intrigued to see where it it lands. I do remember Clovis' ultimate fate, but... How do we get there? What are the circumstances? I do not quite recall. I have a vague recollection, but we'll see what happens at the very, very end. Um, I've watched this episode twice because the first time around, I I, I feel like i missed things (laughs) on the first rewatch, I should say. When I watched it again this morning before recording is when I sort of discovered how uh, dense and complex it was with all of its elements. Things move fairly quickly. You know, they depose the heads of the banking clan, the, uh, the Core 5, fairly quickly uh, with, with minimal fuss whatsoever and quickly install Clovis as the new head. But again, these are Palpatine's designs. This is the plan. This is what he wanted all along. Now, is he simply baiting Anakin into a new situation here? That we will have to find out on our third installment of this Clovis arc and see how it wraps up. Uh, I, I'm i going to give it eight buckets, but in a different fashion than the eight I gave the first part. The first part is driven by the action sequence with Embo, because I love Embo so, so much. But it's, it's sort of a, a, a lighter episode, a, a lighter on plot and complexity, I suppose. This episode's dense. It makes up for it with some actual emotional beats that I really did enjoy. Uh, the Padme Anakin stuff, that hard conversation she has with him at the end uh, about their, their marriage being built on lies and distrust and, and all, deception, excuse me. Uh, great, great stuff on that part. The Kevin Kiner score in particular during that sequence is wonderful. Listen to his score also during the fight sequence with Anakin and Clovis, uh, really, really well executed. So I'm gonna give it another eight buckets, but it's just a different kind of bucket <laughs> than the first bucket. Not based on the action and Embo, based on uh, actual plot and, and character-driven stuff. And I enjoyed getting the background on Clovis. It filled in a lot of the questions I had after that first episode and i found that to be um important i liked getting that information i thought it helps us understand this character a bit more and uh, i think it was needed if we're supposed to sort of uh, a, a see or feel for him in any fashion giving us that background is vital because again all we know of him is he's a traitor to the republic from his first appearance so they have to give us a little something to, to make us want him to find that redemption but how can we do that when we know he just sided with Dooku? Oh, boy. All right. Well, we're going to get into it down the road. Let's go ahead and wrap this puppy up for the day. Thank you all so, so much. Buckethead Nation, you continue to be the best audience a podcaster could hope for. Thank you so, so much for being here. This is the Mendivision Podcast. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Mando underscore Vision. Hit us up on email, mandavisiontom at gmail.com. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share this show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. If your podcasting platform allows it, sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews help our show immensely. Thank you so much for doing that. Uh, We are heading into the holidays, and the plan is to have an episode out the week of Thanksgiving. Uh, Hopefully we'll get it out early. Fingers crossed i'll get it out early in that week so that you all have time to listen to it you don't have to worry about uh, uh you don't have to worry about it finding it on a, on like some busy day with your family all around don't worry about that we'll try to get it to you on monday or tuesday of the week of thanksgiving all right uh bucket of nation you're the best i am your host nargai tom thank you for listening to the man of podcast continue to be great star wars fans support other star wars fans and hey star wars is awesome it rules All right, guys, we're getting out of here. Tune in next week. We'll be back to finish out the Clovis arc. Remember, this podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way.
4: This
2: is the way.